Welcome back. Welcome to the Bumper Bumbalia. My name is Nikki Cumpston and I'm the Artistic Director of Tarnandi and I have the great pleasure of introducing you to our next panel. So Hannah Presley, who is the, the um, Curator of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Art at the National Gallery of Victoria, is going to facilitate this panel for us. And we have a, a wonderful group of artists. So from the Awantja Young Women's Film Project, we have Vicky Cullinan and we have Leonie Cullinan and Katie Wallatina. And then we also have Marissa Ma, who's here from Ilda Nadara Many Hands Art Centre. And Marissa has co-curated two exhibitions, one here at the Art Gallery of South Australia and the other at the Flinders University Art Museum. And we have Sandra Saunders, who's with us here from Wangri <laughs> on, the, on the west coast of South Australia. Amanda Jane Reynolds, thank you so much for being with us. Thea Anamara Perkins and Jonathan Jones. So please put your hands together and welcome our panel. Oh, thank you so much, Nikki. I'm so excited to be a part of Tarnandi this year. I'm such a fan. And yeah, again, to reiterate what Chloe was saying this morning, we are so lucky to have Nikki. Um, it is so, we're so lucky to have curators that are working so hard to give opportunities to artists to push their practice and create new work and this, uh, this festival is really a celebration of that. So I'd love to start with uh, Vicky Cullinan and Leonie Cullinan and Katie Wallatina. Um, these guys have been working on a film project and Vicky, I'd love to know where the idea for your film, is it Kunga's Kunfu? Can you tell me a little bit about the, sh the short film? It was made at Indokuna at the Hironja Creek. And it's um, engaging young and old ladies. So you guys are young Kanjara women? from Iwancha Arts in Dokuna community. So um, you guys are painters. Vicky, you've been painting for 20 years. Where did the idea for a film come from? Um, it came from men said in Dokuna, did Nebuchadnezzar writing last year and it was her turn to make a movie for women. What does Kunga Kumpu mean? Kunga Kumpu means strong ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Too good. So, guys, it's showing um, in the gallery at the moment. I think it's Gallery One. So, definitely check it out. Um, Leonie, you played a big role. I think, Vicky, you were project manager. But, Leonie, you were doing some project management for the younger crew. Is that right? Tell me a little bit about that. So you were pulling together and project managing. What were rehearsals like? <laughs> we were doing like dancing. Lots of dancing. Yep. Yeah. Only some dress up and some makeup. Yeah. And what do you normally do at Indogana? Do you work at the art center or you work somewhere else? 
our king's school and so there were lots of dress ups and makeup I hear and was it good working with the senior artists senior women in the community love working with um, old people yeah. and you're getting more young people into the art center yeah. now hey? thank you I might jump to Marissa. We'll come back, have another chat. Uh, Marissa, curator, Western Arundel curator. Um, so exciting to see what you've been doing. Um, the show that you've got here at Tanandi, it's the old and the new. You want to tell me a little bit about what you've been working on? Um, welcome, everyone. Uh, for the past year, we've worked, I've worked alongside with the Flinders Uni team, Nick and Maddie and Fiona. And I think the concept come with uh, bringing together the historic works and the current works we have at the Art Centre now. And it's just about acknowledging and respecting and bringing into memory of all those have passed, especially the first generation artists that began at Hermesburg with the Hermesburg School of Art. And just acknowledging the country that starts from Alice Springs and spreads right through the McDonald Ranges, the Churija. Um, each site has a connection to each family and it's strong and we just want to share the space that we live in and also encourage people that if you don't visit that you can actually see it through the, the watercolour paintings and also with the way that the space was curated is just to see the flow of works throughout and also how the mountains and the ranges flow through the country. And it's just something that took a long time for me to do it and with the encouragement of the art centre, my, you know, the artists that encourage me and support me as well and also um, the team from Flinders have given me so much experience and encouragement to continue on as a curator from Alice Springs and also representing Hermesburg. It's been so exciting to see your curatorial work and I think you represent all those artists so well. The, the way the show is hung in um, the gallery, um, it feels like you're looking across the country. It's really beautiful. Um, and I think you've got, is there another show next week or another venue that you're working on? Yeah, so um, the next one that we're getting through is that the Flinders Uni Art Museum. So I think that space is a much larger space than what we have here and that concept there is grouping together each country and the paintings that are represented in those areas. So as you walk through, you're going through the country, so you're travelling through, passing through each area from Alice Springs all the way through. So with a lot of people that don't travel to Alice Springs, I guess it's a way of showing them the country and each site. And each site has, again, a connection to each family group from Hermansburg, so it spreads right through. And you just get to um, see, and it's also important to connect those historic works with the family members that are linked to those people. So I think the artists are very proud 
to see those works of, those, of their family members that have passed. So I think that's something important to share with everyone as well. I think it's so important, it is. And it's important having a Western Aranda curator working with them that knows who these artists are, what that country means, um, and it shows. The work is, is beautifully curated. Congratulations, Marissa. Thank you. <laughs> hey, Thea. <laughs> Thea Perkins is an Aranda and Kalkadoon woman. Um, she was actually in the Archibald Prize this year. Very exciting. Um, so, Thea, tell me a bit about the project you've been working on in Alice. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for the lovely introduction. Um, yeah, the um, project was a series of portraits of the Tanganjiro women who I spent um, quite a bit of time with over the last two years up on, um, you know, Aranda country, which is, yeah, really beautiful. Uh, yeah, and it came through that. Yeah. It's um, so special to look at these ladies' works that we see all the time and then to actually see them there represented in these beautiful portraits with the work. Um, how did the idea for it come about? Um, I'd have to say the um, inception of it was basically just um, through, you know, love, because I love the ladies and I really, you know, felt so fortunate and, um, you know, privileged um, when I was assisting them in the studio to, like, yeah, see their work and connect, um, you know, um, this work that I'd, you know, seen growing up and had a, like, really strong affection for and then just meet these amazing women, <laughs> you know? And I, I guess it came through wanting to shine a light on that and express that, yeah. Portraits are so powerful and I feel like I haven't... Um, I haven't seen images of, of these women. Um, sometimes, I think we were talking about... Um, you know, being at events like this where there's all these amazing artists and we don't often know who we're, we're walking past, there's something really powerful about um, putting faces with, with that work. So, yeah, thank you. Will, will you do more? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I hope <Love> so. <laughs> <laughs> um, who else? Sandra, hello. <laughs> Have you got a microphone? So hello. Hello. So, Sandra, you've been working on a project, a mentorship, is that right? I think it's called Catapult. Can you tell me a little bit about it? Uh, yes, I have. Um, I was lucky enough to get a mentorship through uh, Tiani and Guildhouse and uh, to develop my artwork. Uh, and I've been working with Dr Jess Wallace, who taught me how to use oils. She taught me about new canvases like Belgium linen, <laughs> beautiful brushes, lovely oils. <laughs> and yeah, so I've developed my artwork and I'm, you know, learning about perspective and shadowing, which I was a bit flippant about before in my artwork. Fantastic. And um, I was totally taken with your work in the show. Um, tell me about the fish. The fish really stood out to me. What's the story there? Well, um, when uh, I got the mentorship, I decided to do it about the environment because just around that time, uh, the poor fish in the Darling oh, died. Sorry. We've seen them all there. Uh, bucket loads of them. 
Oh, I'm so sorry, Sandra. It's it's. I knew that was a powerful work. I'm sorry for. Um, and that's why I've done them. I want people to. That's why I put them in front of Parliament House. I want people to take responsibility for what's happening in this country. You know, we've got to stop destroying uh, the land, the rivers, the, the animals. So my artwork is about the environment and what's happening in this country. And I want the government and everyone in this country to stand up and be counted. You know, seeing those young kids, you know, about the dining mind, there is no planet B, you know, was so powerful for me. And I want to be part of them kids standing up and being counted. Thank you, Sandra. Art is powerful stuff. Our culture is powerful. Um, thank you. Um, I think threads of that are through all of all of the work of the artists that are here now. Um, you refining your your painting is um, a chance to reach wider audiences and to really to be able to tell keep telling that story. And it's true. I knew I knew that work was. Yeah, as soon as I saw it. So thank you. Far out. So generational stuff happening in your show, Amanda. Um, tell me a little bit about, I think is it the Immigration Museum, grand, Grandmother Law, is it? You've got lots of generation sharing story. Tell me a little bit about your show. Yeah. Well, following on from the beautiful women here, thank you, Hannah, and all the people on the panel. We're really happy um, to be here at Tanandi. Thank you, Nikki, um, and the Ghana people for hosting us. And this is the second show we've come to um, and shared some of our women's culture and stories from New South Wales. And this one's called Grandmother Law, and it's, it's an offering and it's a memory and it's whole lot of us come together to try and be the best granddaughters we can um, and to honour the grandmothers living and those that have all come before us. So one of the things in the exhibition is um, we have stories about old Kumi Maria Nangala from the south coast who sat there at Maramarang country and carried the memory of her grandmother who saw the first time the big white birds, which is the sails on Captain Cook's ships, come up that coast. And she um, talked about that story and there are a lot of beautiful women from two different families. So there's, I can see Leanne and Lynn up the back there who organised a big women's camp at country there and invited women to come together for cloak making and bush tucker and connecting with country. And so their offering there is in the exhibition. And then our wonderful Jarjawan dancers, you know, who connect on that line, told Kumi there, um, have told the story about how uh, an anthropologist called Milne who loved Kumi and used to go and sit with her all the time, 
and he made her a breastplate um, with her grandmother law scars on there, but it also says the last of her tribe, Maramarang Kumi. And so they've made a return body adornment um, from the beautiful stringy bark that's used for the fishing line. Um, and we see that gift there beside her to honour her memory. And it's also an acknowledgement for Aunty Vivian Mason, who's one of the elders in the exhibition, and her family, her little granddaughters. You meet them in the exhibition, talking about what their grandmother teaches them in the ceremony. And they've written their own little labels as well and got some of their dance outfits. And so we go around the room and we meet Aunty Gail Manderson and Fleur, Fleur's up the back there, who have, um, Wiradjuri women who have gone on a journey to talk about Tarandri and Ballandella. So when Mitchell went on the third expedition through inland Australia, he'd be lost, possibly not still living, um, if it wasn't for the knowledge and the sharing of the guides um, that he persuaded at times to take. So this story, it's a, it, it, it's a heartbreaking story of Tarundri guiding so beautifully, not only through her own country, but she was kept to keep going with her little four-year-old daughter and on that expedition had an accident. This is along the river country that goes from the east, from how we go from New South Wales, right all the way over here to Adelaide when we travel those old lines. And... Um, there's a beautiful image of her with her daughter on her shoulders and her digging stick and her woven dilly bags and Arnie Gale and Fleur have worked to create a beautiful set of giant ancestral dilly bags there in the exhibition to honour that journey but then also um, it honours Arnie Gale and her um, inspiration for weaving um, and that return which I can, there was a project they did in Wagga and I can see Louise there <laughs> was part of that a few years ago with an exchange with Arnhem Land women as well. And so um, the weaving's just gone through the, through the roof and they're master weavers and they've gone on that journey together again, generations together. And we go around and we see Vanessa Possum who's sitting in the audience there as well, has been on a journey to honour her great-great-grandmother Mandajeri, who's a Darug woman, who was institutionalised in one of the um, women's prisons and children's homes that Governor Macquarie. So everywhere you go in Sydney, it's Macquarie Street, Macquarie this, Macquarie Bank, Macquarie, Macquarie, Macquarie. So one of the other things he did as soon as he came was set up these prisons and institutions. And on my convict side of the family, my, my ancestors went through that, but Vanessa, that institution, the women, but Vanessa's story is a beautiful gift of love and honouring and revisiting the site and place where her great-great-grandmother was institutionalised and had to sew her way out of the institution. And she's got a beautiful um, work that she's done following many, many years of visiting that site and being in that place and thinking about... Um, presenting that story. So you meet Vanessa and her family in the exhibition representing the Darug women. 
and we continue around. Sorry. <laughs> so lovely. I'm sitting here thinking, oh, can't wait to see the show. There's one more auntie I'd <laughs> yeah, like please, to introduce. Please. Sorry, and, and if I'm talking too much. Um, and we come round um, and we meet Auntie Matilda House, who's also with us here at the festival. Uh, many of you will know Nambri Nanawal Elder. Um, and she has her cloak there, her possum cloak, that her and her granddaughter Leah have made. And again, there's a beautiful photo of her bringing Grandmother Law, we say, into National Parliament House on the day she did the welcome to country before the apology. So again, just she has looked after everyone. I'm living in Canberra for those 20 years I lived there on her country. Just everyone who came for every business, you know, always looking after people. And this was a wonderful chance for us to try and create a space for her to do something with her granddaughter. And she's very excited to be here and has shared part of that story in this exhibition. And um, there are many more stories and lots of little kids who have written their own labels and stories. And I'll just stop talking for a <laughs> moment. Thank no, you. No, thank you, Amanda. That's beautiful. Um, I think there's definitely some important threads there when it comes to historical stories. Um, and Jonathan, I might jump to you. Um, your show here for Tarnandi, you've been doing some research and working with Uncle Bruce Pascoe and Bill Gamage. You want to share a little bit about the history and um, the show? Yeah, yeah so, um, good morning, everyone. Um, I've been yeah, lucky enough to work with um, a few people on a research project which um, we've called Bunabunana, which is a, um, a word in Wiradjuri which describes an abundance, um, and an abundance of food, an abundance of prosperity, an abundance of wealth. Um, and it's a word that when we think about Aboriginal people, it's not a word that we usually get given. We don't, we're often portrayed as people scratching around in the dirt, lucky to be here. Um, which we know that's not the case. You know, we had an abundance. We were rich, we were powerful, we were living off the land for thousands of generations. Yet that word and abundance and wealth and prosperity, these aren't words that we're given. Um, and so this project was really sort of thinking about the work that um, Uncle Bill Gamage and Uncle Bruce Pascoe have been working on for a really long time, looking at um, how to understand our country in that way, in terms of an abundance, in terms of wealth. Um, and the project is building on their research, building on the extraordinary research that they've done, looking at how um, we used fire um, to manage our lands and to create this abundance. And, you know, people like Uncle Bruce have been mining the archives and um, some of those early explorers, you know, those, those stories about driving a cart through the southeast and the cartwheels are turning up bushels of Murnong. You know, they're churning food up as they're driving through country. That's how rich our country was. Um, and today, we're left with something else again. We wouldn't be describing our country today in and describing it as bunabunana. It's, it's not 
bountiful. It doesn't have the same qualities that it had that attracted all these whitefellas to come here and colonise this place so quickly. Um, and so this project is really thinking about that. Um, and the one thing that I'm always impressed with with our community is um, Aboriginal community still putting out its hand and saying, this is your country too, this is all of our countries, this is the knowledge we have, we're still wanting to share it with everyone to get this country back to that position. And, um, and I think that's what's extraordinary about this project. Um, when you speak to people like Uncle Bruce, that extraordinary gift that everyone's so prepared to, to walk together. And that message hasn't gone away. I think that message was, every time you look through the history books, that message of walking together and trying to work together is, is so strong. And it hasn't left us. Um, and, you know, and I think that's what's really beautiful about festivals like this as well. You know, that idea about, um, and last night when we all had to raise our hands to sort of do a little survey of who was from overseas, who was, you know, where everyone was from, it really made me think, wow, we're really, you know, we're in this together. Um, and so this story is about trying to learn together. Thanks, Jonathan. I think um, the artists that we've got up here today really show the strength um, in contemporary Aboriginal art at the moment um, and lots of different materials being represented. Um, Jonathan, I noticed the Murnong daisies, the roots, um, th there's a plethora of them in the space. That abundance comes across. Um, they're bronze. Why, what was the choice around that use of material? Oh, so in the space you'll find that they've got little cast Murnong or yam daisies and they're also all around the wall and they're also in the photos and drawings. They're around. Um, and as I said, that they, you know, Mitchell, um, he describes, often he describes the southeast um, as being yellow, like fields of yellow, just as far as the eye could see was this yellow Murnong growing um, everywhere. Um, and so, but I, how many people have seen Murnong here? How many people have seen those little roots? One, two, but a handful of people. This is, you know, the, the food that sustained thousands of generations. This is the food that sustained us for 60,000 plus years. Um, this is the food that created, you know, that was part of this part of the country being the world's oldest culture. You know, the world's oldest man-made structure, the world's first grindstones, the world's first ceremonial objects, you know, was dependent on these food sources, yet none of us know what they look like. That's crazy. So the, the project is just to show us what those things look like, for us to love those images. You know, um, what would have happened if instead of putting fleur-de-lis and, you know, um, ivy bushes and, you know, whatever else they do as those sort of beautiful filigree patterns around the walls, what would have happened if we put our plants, our designs on our walls? And that, that's all it is. That's, you know, just to try and make people fall in love with this country. Um, and have that same love for our country that we have, yeah. It's, um, yeah, really important work, Jonathan. Um, I think there's definitely um, ideas around environment as well with the artists and the work here. Um, Marissa, um, I can remember catching up with um, Mervyn Rabanja, one of your senior artists, talking about the impact of buffalo grass on country up there. Um, do you have 
could you share a little bit about that story, what's happening in Central Australia? Um, well, Mervyn is one of our leaders and strongest members and he's fully um, about protecting country and back, way, way back, um, but he always has a way of putting his work different to how the country is now. So he does feel strongly about the buffalo grass and how it's damaging the country and um, ruining the bush tucker that's out in the land for for us. Um, and he he's feels strongly about the way the land should be protected and that buffalo grass is just going right through and just ruining everything. I remember him saying it's such a statement for him to not include the buffalo grass mm. in the country, the landscapes that he's painting of his country. He refuses to acknowledge its presence because it's having such a, an impact. Yeah. Yeah. All his paintings are just from memory of what he's seen years ago. So yeah. he doesn't include how it looks like now, but just the way it was years ago, yeah. There's an activist thread there from Mervyn, I think. Um, and leading to on to your work, Sandra, thank you for sharing about how important that story is. Um, I think we're all feeling uh, the impacts at the moment. I think most of us have got some kind of anxiety from climate change and what's happening out there. Um, artists are so important in telling that story and reminding us of um, how it was and how hopefully it can be. Um, can you tell me a little bit about where you're from um, in the state? I think I heard something about a a post office. Uh, yeah, well, I now live at a place called Wongaree, but I come from the southeast. I was born in Millicent down uh, on the southeast, so the Coorong and all that and Salt Creek has been part of my life. But I grew up in uh, Mount Gambier, went to Port Lincoln as a kid, went to school there, and then come to Adelaide as a big time uh, worker and thought as, uh, Adelaide was the place to be. And then I went back to Port Lincoln and I now live in a place called Wongari, which is 45 k's out of Port Lincoln. And I bought a little shop there which has a post office, which was a totally different way of living for me, but it was great because it was a great little community um, and uh, I was able to sort of develop my artwork there and continue to uh, carry on my argument about protecting this country and standing up for the injustices. So watching farmers spray the land and cutting trees down would make me quite angry and I'd have debates up at the club with them about it and stop doing it, stop using your uh, sprays on it and poisoning the land that lives behind me. What about all the animals? So yes, I live there and uh, I'm still trying to protect the little bit of land that I can around my place, which is a very special place. Where I live is a special place for Aboriginal people. It is, it's, uh, Mount Wongree, like there's a, a mountain behind where I live. And what it is, is a place where people from the West Coast and all that used to gather and meet. So it is so special. 
with the light, there's like wongery, and these people have destroyed it with their sprays, and they keep doing it. You know, they cut cut all the trees down around the lake is beautiful gums that have all died. People are starting to plant them back and they're growing again, but they're still putting the sprays on the land. So what are you going to do about it? Yeah, so that's where I come from at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> We're so lucky. We're so lucky to have all of these artists representing all of these stories that affect all of us. This is our country, you know, this is who we are. And um, to have all these insights into what's really going on is, is really powerful. Um, yeah, we've got, have we got a little bit of time? Or, yep, a few more minutes. Um, Leonie, I'm gonna ask you a few more questions if that's okay. Um, so you work at the preschool? at Indulcano. Um, have you got uh, lots of family there that are artists? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is my big sister. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, sorry. <laughs> Vicky, why film? I think it's for um, young ladies and for older ladies because some of those old young ladies are learning to make movies, pictures like strong moments and yeah. And it was family affair for you too. Tell me about the music for the film. Um, yeah, my son was playing the music for background for Konga Gumbu and also my granddaughter was in that film. And it's um, supporting like little from little age to our ladies, engaging them to learn when they grow up and they see, look back at the movie and see, oh, that's me when I was doing that. Yeah. And um, I was thinking as well, um, who's the artist that, there's all this artwork in that show? And the artwork was done by for Kaylee Muski. Yeah. Music and dancing, yeah. makeups. Because yeah. mm. yeah. uh, when, when she do painting at the uh, arts and crafts, she always <laughs> listen to music. Yeah. Dali Varden, Cher. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think that's important. Um, have a party, have a laugh, you know, enjoy being with your family and making art together. Um, these are, yeah, important parts of what we do. Um, and it's varied and it's different and it's all important. Um, but I might wrap it up now. And um, yeah, thank you all for joining us here. 
Um, it's been really special to be here on Ghana country um, with all these different mob um, coming together. And I hope you enjoy the, the next panel coming up as well. And make sure you check out all the artwork from these lovely, lovely crew.